Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Star Owls. It would have been 14 long days by the time Sheffield Wednesday returned to action against Plymouth on Saturday. Joe, just tell us, do you think that time off has been a help or a hindrance after that defeat against Morecambe last time out? I think it's definitely a help, uh, even if you just look at it from purely injuries and availability. You know, I think there is an element of, yes, they would have liked to have, you know, kept some kind of momentum going and, you know, obviously playing playing Sunderland on a Saturday afternoon at home would have been a big one. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a in terms of that, it's a big loss because I think from a club perspective, they would much prefer to have played them on a Saturday afternoon than, than play them on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, which is probably what they're going to end up doing now. Um, but you look at, like say, you look at availability, you've got Bailey Peacock, Farrell, you've got Sam Hutchinson, you've got Mide Shadipo, Shade Dunclay, all those guys are, you know, back in, back in contention now. And, and I think that alone is, you know, it justifies why this uh, international break option is around for for clubs. I think. Um, luckily for Wednesday, we were in a position when um, we shouldn't really have had one, but eh, it works in our favour, so it's all right. It is what it is. Alex, do you think it would have been a good time to have played Sunderland last weekend? However, I'm not really sure. Like Sunderland have, have started the best out of everyone, haven't they? Really, um, and got up a good head of steam. Uh, started better than I thought they might do. Actually, I thought they'd, they'd sort of rue the loss of a couple of key players. And it, look, it would have been a hell of a game. It would have been fantastic and a great advert for for League One football. I think. I think probably fair to say to the two biggest clubs in in the division and and possibly even outside the the Premier League. When you look at you know the, there's obviously some big clubs in the Championship, but um, yeah, two two monster 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 clubs. So. Um, yeah, it would have been, but like Joe says, I think especially with all the new players and all the rest of it, I think it's probably come at a good time for Wednesday. You know, settle everything down, give them a chance, as Joe said, to get some some big players back from injury. And obviously, Sido Berahino's come in the door. He's he's had you know the best part of a week's training with his with his new teammates, um, and now they can look forward to uh, to a long long trip to Plymouth this weekend. We'll come on to that in more detail in a minute, but is there any chance you think, Joe, that Saido Berahino might get a start on Saturday? Uh, I mean, Darren said that he would have no hesitation in starting him. Think of that what you want. You know, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure starting, personally. I think he'll be in the squad, though. You know, I, I definitely think he'll be in the squad. Um, whether he'll start him or not, it's... With that, it's tough to call because it all depends on what he's seen in training and whether he... I mean, the nice thing with, with Berahino is that He's, you know, he's not come as a free agent. You know, he's been with 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 Wadajem in in Belgium. He's he's I think he's played four games this season. Um, granted, they were all off the bench, but he's you know he's had a full preseason. He's he's played matches, and um, in that sense, he's not coming in as a free agent who's been sort of training on his own for the last few months. So, yeah, I, I think we'll see him. I think we'll see him on Saturday. But as for a starting place, I'm I'm not so sure. You've just come out of the pre-match conference. What else did uh, Darren Moore have to say, Alex? I just want to take a moment to appreciate the pronunciation of that Belgian side, by the that way. That was impressive. It was good. For the last, last impressive it might be. Correct, I'm not sure. <laughs> but Jochen Arkham went there, didn't he? At the start yeah. of the So they, yeah. they, I've just been going with Zulte Wad again, like a, like a proper Yorkshire Neanderthal. That, so. that may be correct as well. <laughs> I very much doubt that. Um, yeah, bits and pieces about injury and, and obviously getting a lot of players about this and talk about. Saido Barahino, a lot of talk about Bailey Peacock Farrell, you know, the terms of some of the, the lone players, which are obviously some big, big players in this Wednesday squad. Um, you know, there, there do appear to be some 
some terms of, of those deals that, that would mean that parent clubs could potentially take them back in January, how many of them would, given that the you know, the focus of those loans has been to, to get them out of a big club playing football and improving. Um, and, you know, you, you'd look at each of the players, probably Midesh Adipo, obviously, with, with the injury, but you look, you look at the rest of them and you you probably think that they're all getting that. So why would the parent clubs call them back sort of thing? Um, but yeah, just lots of little bits. He, he sounds very impressed with Ryan Lowe, obviously a, a former Wednesday forward a bit of a cult hero still at the club after his one season which is in- incredible really the mark that he made in one season at the club and and everything that ryan lowe's down done down at plymouth so yeah all all posy vibes as they'd say on love island it's, it's all very sort of going in the right direction <laughs> i don't believe you've managed to get a love island reference into our I'm podcast missing i'm missing it i just yeah, like every every night there was something there for me and now it's gone it does. It did give you something to look forward to, as sad as my life must be. It did help in that sense. Joe, did you speak to a player this afternoon? Yeah, we spoke to, to Hutch um, earlier on. He's always good value, Sam Hutchinson. Yeah, um, just, just, yeah, he's very, he's just very matter of fact with a lot of stuff. I did try and find out I'll, like some of the details on his contract, and he kind of just laughed at me and he said he didn't know. So I left it alone. But no, Sam was great. You know, he. Sam is just really interesting to talk to because obviously because of his background and the sort of the problems that he's had throughout his career, he just has really interesting insights and really good knowledge on on different things. He was I was talking to him about the you know the, when he came back to Wednesday, there was a lot of stuff about his injury record, about how often he's suspended and all that kind of business. And I think he's missed four games since he came back in total now. Um, obviously, not including the the uh, Papa John's, but I think it's four four matches that he's missed, and he was talking about how how important the management of him has been. Uh, he said that Carlos was very good at it, uh, and and now with with Tomo and Darren, they've been really really good at it as well. He obviously knows knows he's known Tomo a long time, and it sounds like he's in a position when if he feels like he needs to sit out a training session, then Darren's like, yeah, go for it. You know, we want you there for the weekend. We want you there for the game. And as long as he's there for the game, what happens in between doesn't really matter that much. And I think that is is obviously a key thing for Sam. And he just seems really, really happy. He was talking about, you know, I want to finish his career at the club and how pleased he's been with working with Darren and the group of players. He said that he felt like it was a... I'm right in saying he felt, Alex, that he felt like this was a, a better atmosphere than even the the playoff side right yes exactly what i said um also said without any shadow of a doubt it's a better team than you know the one over the last couple of years and all the rest of it um but it speaks volumes and a, a few people have spoken about that haven't they the atmosphere at the club and it comes across look it, it's always uh you've got to sort of take it with a little bit of a pinch of salt some of the, the videos and and stuff that the the club put out because obviously it's their job to to make sure everything looks sort of yeah they're, not, they're going to put any scraps out are they <laughs> yeah yeah um but it just looks a fun place to be doesn't it and and that's such a powerful thing i think it, it, if, look, if fun is is being bear hugged by callum patterson then yeah sign me up <laughs> that would be that would be an impressive bear hug alex miller and uh callum patterson. <laughs> <laughs> fair fair the royal rumble um patter on points i reckon um but yeah, it just—it's it, obviously indicative of of the fact that they get results, and you know everyone's new, and it's sort of new, flash and shiny. But yeah, it just feels like there's there's a fair bit to this squad. You know, pe- people like Barry Bannon that have seen 
three or four turnovers at Sheffield Wednesday in terms of, you know, for, for people like that to say, you know, what a, what a great changing room it is, it's, it's pretty encouraging, I think. Definitely. On to Plymouth then. Joe, what sort of tests do you think we can expect on Saturday? Well, I think it's going to be a long drive for me and Alex. I think we're going to have to, uh, some, you know, some really heart-to-heart conversations in there. I think there's probably going to be a bit of a dynamic that we're going to have to deal with uh, in terms of the music. But at the end of the day, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll we'll make for it all right. Still yet to find out what our Airbnb is like as well. So that could also be a bit of a spare in the works. That's what you were talking about, right? What, what yeah, yeah. I've heard it's a single bed. So <laughs> I've tried that in the past with Alex, but he's, he's, he's been having none of it. Joe's in the bath. Uh, There will be no South African R&B. I can make that absolutely clear. (laughs) But no, I mean, joke aside, I think it's going to be a tough game for Wednesday. Darren seemed to suggest that he he thinks that they're going to be very open. Um, You know, he spoke about Morecambe and and the way that they sort of shut up shop, really, and and tried to take that that sort of sucker punch, which they obviously did and what worked well in their favour but he seems to think they're going to be a lot more open at Plymouth and uh, that does seem to be the way that, that Ryan Lowe likes his team to, teams to play and um, well, you know, they've had a, a bit of a hot and cold start to the season but but that makes it difficult to plan for because we, when someone is, is, is getting those kind of results you can't really look one way or the other but I think it'll be a good game I think it'll be really expansive I'm looking forward to it They played my team uh, Shrewsbury Town obviously back in March and I think they got stuffed 3-0 and then a couple of weeks ago, they beat us 3-0. So I think you, you never quite know what you're going to get with them. But on their day, they definitely uh, are a good side. Alex, on the Ryan Lowe effect, do you think it's going to have any bearing on the game? The fact that he's, he's ex-Wednesday. That link in any way, do you think? There might uh, I, wouldn't so. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if... He came and applauded the away support, or if there was sort of a strain of, of we've got Ryan Lowe, uh, which randomly I heard on a, a tube trip to Charlton last season or a couple of seasons ago, which I wasn't expecting at all. But yeah, there, there is certainly that bond there uh, between Ryan Lowe and, and Wednesday fans. But um, no, I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think reading between the lines of what Ryan Lowe's told the press today, I think he's very much trying to instill this idea that, that Plymouth are going to go toe-to-toe with Wednesday, that he said that they're both championship clubs, you know, that, that Wednesday, are, everyone talks about Wednesday's away support and all the rest of it, Well, Plymouth have got that too and all this sort of stuff. I, th- I think he is trying to build that, which would suggest that he's going to do what Plymouth do and, and go toe-to-toe, that, you know, Plymouth have been involved in some 4-3s and, and 4 rolls and all sorts, which, which would be fantastic. I think it might well suit Wednesday. You know who have been resolute defensively. I don't think if they were to throw the kitchen sink at, at Wednesday, I don't. I don't think you know Darren Mora's players would be worried by that too much. I don't know. It remains to be seen. But yeah, I like Ryan Lowe a lot. Uh, I was lucky enough to interview actually last year. Um, sort of suggested that maybe one day in the future Wednesday might be a job for him, which was uh, interesting to hear. Um, but yeah, certainly. You know, a popular guy um, amongst Wednesday fans. It, it's always nice when they, when these sort of little links sort of jump up out of nowhere. It is just adds to the narrative. It gives people like me and Joe something to warble on about anyway. Definitely. It's a long way to go for a nil-nil. Joe, wouldn't it be great if, if we did see Sheffield Wednesday kind of take the handbrake off for the first time this season, really, this, this weekend? Yeah, I mean, Sam, when we were talking to Sam earlier, he said that um, 
he said he thinks that when they do click, someone's going to get hiding. And I think he's not wrong, you know, the the way this Wednesday team have been, I mean, you look at the the Fleetwood game, for instance, Wednesday could have been 4-0 up at half-time in that game. Um, and I think that it, there is a, for all the good work that's been done at Wednesday over the last few months um, and the results that they've got and that have put them where they are, I do still think there's a lot to come from him. And I, and I, and I think that, you know, from a Wednesday perspective, they, they are only going to get better. I think the, the Morecambe game, it sounds a bit, you know, it's a bit cliche and a little bit daft really to suggest that a, a loss could be a good thing. But I do think that there's an element of that with the Morecambe game is that Wednesday can go, right, this is the sort of thing we're going to be up against this season. People are going to, you know, play this way against us. I don't think Plymouth will be one of those teams, but I think that that's the sort of challenge that they're going to come up against um, at varying parts of the season. And to have that sort of wake-up call so early is probably a is probably a good thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I think with with this one, it's a it's a game that that is very very winnable for Wednesday. But I do think that it's um, it again to use another cliche. I I think that the first goal will be important in this one because the first goal will sort of di- dictate how the game pans out. And um, from a Wednesday perspective, they don't get anything when they go behind um you know i know this is a new group of players there's a new mindset all that kind of business but you know same happened at morecambe granted it was it was quite a late goal so there wasn't much time to, to come back from it but it was another game when they weren't behind and weren't able to get anything out of it so um for me it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to to wednesday if they concede a goal at a reasonable time and to see whether they're able to to come back from that and i think plymouth are a side that are capable of of, of taking that sort of advantage uh, just on that Sam Hutchinson warning about someone getting a hiding, I do really hope it doesn't come next Saturday. We'll, uh, we'll obviously we'll get onto that one next week. But <laughs> on the international break, Alex, um, tell us a little bit for those who are unacquainted about uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell's heroics. It was a bit of a mouthful in the end. That one. He, he'd done a madness, I think, is what the kids say. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice. So obviously, fresh off the back of uh, what. Was it Omar Bogle hitting the post um, for Doncaster uh, with a penalty kick? Uh, that incredible save um, from uh, was it Sadlier from uh, from Donny, and yeah. then went into yeah. the uh, the Northern Ireland games. A vital save against Lithuania uh, with a score at two one to Northern Ireland, so a really sort of pivotal point in that. And then they've gone back to Windsor Park and against Switzerland who are obviously a, a very highly rated side and have been for many years managed to get a nil-nil draw with another penalty save so that's three penalty saves in a row four undefeated from the spot um yeah he's a he's a penalty king and I, I think it's you know spoke a little bit after the Rotherham game to us about how he goes about things a lot of it's down to homework and and that sort of thing it's quite revealing a couple of bits that he said on that. But yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of, you watch the television coverage, people like Neil Lennon and, and Chris Brunt, actually, obviously ex-Owls, you know, spoken about the importance of, of goalkeepers playing games. Neil Lennon made the point that he's looking fitter than he ever has, which again, comes down to playing games. If you if you know you're going to be playing on a Saturday, playing twice a week, wherever it might be, um, you know, it's, it's maybe easier to, you know, be that do that extra half an hour, whatever it might be. So, yeah, um, all very positive. I think I think Wednesday fans are very wary of falling in love with another another lone player who 
let's be absolutely fair. I'd suggest there's very, very little chance of keeping hold of beyond the end of this season, especially if he continues in this vein. It has to be said that, I mean, the only follow-up I can say to that is what on earth is this guy doing in League One? Well, we, we, we said that at the time, didn't we? You know, we were very surprised by it. And, you know, you, you, speaking to Leeds fans, uh, a lot of my friends are Leeds United fans, and, you know, it came across, he had a mistake in him, but he was an incredible goalkeeper. The fact is, but he was Leeds number one when he was 21 years old. You know, if, if there's ever going to be a time to have a, a couple of blunders, it's going to be when you're 21. We haven't seen that many signs of it um, so far. And even, even the ones we have seen... They've not been like, you know, he's, there's been a couple where it's been not quite as good as other mm. stuff that he's done. There's, there's there's not been anything we've seen so far that's been like, oh my, yeah, like that was bad. I think the, the mo- take away the penalty stuff. We've made this point before, haven't we? The, the first half against Rotherham, where Wednesday were under assault. I think he came out and claimed sort of three or four corners or free kicks from a, a really congested area. He just looks a bit of classy. Yeah, he? Paul, Paul Warren said after that game that he said that he he felt that there were things that he claimed in that game that other goalkeepers in the league won't be able to do. Yeah. Well, he said he, said he thought he was the best keeper in the league, didn't he? Which, mm. um, yeah, doing it on the international stage against teams like Switzerland, you, you can't ask for too much more from a League One keeper, can you? Definitely not. Were there any other standouts or impressive performances from Wednesday nights for their respective uh, countries, Joe? Um, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I've been club football. I was I was off at Grimsby. I went to watch Alex Hunt play down down Grimsby way. Um, so yeah, I, I've for for me the international break. I mean, it was only really Peacock Farrell that was was playing. Um, so that's the the main one. I think well, a lot of Wednesdayites are uh, are generally quite scared that if he keeps playing too well, that someone's going to try and buy him off Burnley in January, and that he's going to get recalled and then bought something like that. But Darren Moore didn't, didn't seem too worried about it earlier. We spoke to him and he said he expects to have all his loan players until the end of the season. Um, and fingers crossed that's the case because a goalkeeping change for Wednesday at this point would be a nightmare. Um, but we don't, like I say, we're not here to sort of sow those seeds of doubt. Um, he's he's just playing really well. And from a Wednesday perspective, that's uh, that's just a really good, really good space to be in at the minute. Definitely. I think those break clauses in January uh, for loans, it, that's, a, that's a standard thing anyway, isn't it? And that's, yeah, it's common for everybody. It just I think it's more it's more a case of needs must, I think. You know, with a, a lot of the time you have them in there because in case you you get someone who's injured and you need to bring the guy back, that tends to be more of the case. Definitely. Let's move on to some injury news ahead of Saturday. Alex, what's the state of play? Everybody's back. Everybody's back apart from uh, obviously Josh Windass and Massimo Luongo. Uh, that was what Darren said. He, he's he's always a little bit, little bit coy around the edges with with uh, a couple of names because I don't think he likes to put too much pressure on. Um, and obviously, a lot can change in in the couple of days. You know, between us speaking to him and, and three o'clock on Saturday. So uh, yeah, it sounds sounds and looks like Lewis Gibson's. In the fold, I was going to say back in the fold, but obviously he's not not, not quite made his debut yet. Uh, Olamide Shadipo, who's a player that both Joe and I are very excited about. I think other people should be too. Uh, he's back. Sam Hutchinson back. Shay Dunkley, who uh, obviously missed the game at Morecambe, appears to be back. So, yeah, um, everything's moving in the right direction. It, it just goes to show how 
important that that few days on the training ground might be for Wednesday. And it's it's a few days that I think might stand them in very good stead as the season goes on because it's just a it's been such a whirlwind few weeks. You know, it, it just feels like you know to put your put your foot on the ball and take a breath if you like. And um, yeah, it feels like the start of the season. How, how many cliches have there been in this podcast already? It's been incredible. We should have a little tally chart at the bottom. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. It's yeah. very difficult to avoid them in sports journalism, I find. when you're, um, If you try and do it, you're like, oh, well, that doesn't sound as sexy if I... Uh, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, you've got to embrace them. Just um, Let's just go back. Oh, Joe, I wanted to just quickly mention Alex Hunt and that free kick. Um, he yeah. looks pretty, pretty buzzing at the end of the yeah, game. I, I'm actually not allowed to talk about Alex. Um I've been told by Wednesday fans that I talked about him too much, and now I'm not allowed to talk about him anymore. Um, yeah, no, Alex played really well. He, he did. He had a he had a good game. Um, you know, obviously the free kick was great, and the scenes were brilliant afterwards. But just in general, he looks really tidy. You can see in terms of Alex's technical ability what he's got. Um, that's never really been a doubt. That, you know, for I was with um, I think it was a Port Vale game. Um, I w- went to that one with my dad, and sort of during the warm up at the start, my dad said, "Who's that?" That that little lad, you know, he's he looks really good. Him, he's got something about him. So, um, talent scout Steve Cran is on the case already. Um, but yeah, no, Alex Alex had a good game, and and I think it'll do in the world of good as well. It, yes, it's national league, and I think in terms of what he's capable of, I think it's a you know, I think personally his level is higher than that. But what it will do is it'll get him playing uh, alongside senior players. He's going to get crunched. He's going to get no time on the ball. Um, and he's he's got to find ways to open up defenses, and 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 that's what he did. Um, you know, that's what he did against against Barnet. And um, to be honest, it was just a really good day out. Um, it was a bit mad. There was like, I think there was a red card. Um, Ari Kuehl got sent off. Don't really know what he did. Uh, obviously, that they were they were three one down with about half an hour left to go, and then that free kick was kind of the cherry on the cake. So, yeah, it was nice. A good good little trip, and. Um, I, I think it's worth mentioning Cameron Dawson as well. You know, Cam's had a great start to life down at Exeter. Um, three clean sheets out of six games, just one player of the month for August. And he's he's just really, really doing very well. The the fans down that way are raving about him. And like again, as with Alex, it'll do him the absolute world of good confidence-wise. Definitely. We should also give a shout-out to Donald Smith, who I believe, Joe, is he a good friend of Alex Hunt's? Yeah, him and yeah, him and Alex are, are, are good mates. I think he got him some boxing training pre-season as well. Alex has really beefed up over the summer, um, and I'm pretty sure Dalton had something to do with that. Yeah. Dalton's back out in Austria tomorrow night. He's currently eight and zero, and he'll be fighting for the IBO Intercontinental Super Lightweight Title. Just one final point of order for this week, guys. Callum Patterson, Alex, we understand that a new contract is potentially in the works. Yeah, it was Joe's story. Joe broke the news earlier this week that uh, Callum Patterson and the club are in talks over a new contract and, and Darren Moore confirmed that to us uh, this this afternoon. So, encouraging. You know, he, he did say there were one or two that he was hoping to get signed on. Um, as to the other the other name, you know, it, it's conjecture to a point. There's a few that are sort of approaching the, the end of their deal at the end of the season. Um, so, I wouldn't like to throw any names in there. Uh, but yeah, encouraging. I think you know he, he spoke about what Patterson brings to the squad: versatility, a bit of something different. And uh, from what we can gather, he's a big part of the change room as well. Big personality, doesn't take himself too seriously. So uh, yeah, it would be a 
uh, a big bonus, I think, to, to get him signed on for another year or two. And so, he wants to stay because he wants to learn some new fishing spots in Sheffield, which is which yes, is key. He does. On the note that he doesn't take him too seriously, I presume we can take that moustache as ironic that, that he sometimes wears. Nothing about Callum Patterson is ironic. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all straight up. The other thing as well with Hutch, and you know, we are developing a well, one of us is um, a, a reputation for asking the real hard hitting questions <laughs> at the start. The stuff um, no one else wants to ask. Exactly, yeah. Um, Sam Hutchinson dyed his hair before Phil Foden, so mm-hmm. be- before it was in fashion. Uh, and Liam Palmer did it before Sam. <laughs> exactly. So Wednesday, um, yeah, breathing fashion tips into the the world of football. Good stuff. I was think so. Did you guys see a photo of Liam Palmer's hair? I might have missed that one. It was it was during preseason. It was gone by the time. So it yeah. was during the off season. It was gone by the time he, he was back. Fair enough. Respectfully to Sam Hutchinson, his one looks like it might have gone a little bit yellow rather than um, that kind of silver silver tinge. So. I'm sure he's not listening, but um, Steve, Steve, your, your words, not mine. I, I think it looked great. I think it looks amazing. You're going to get two footed. Uh, <laughs> just just yeah. walking down, just walking down the moor. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I better go into hiding then. On that note, we'll uh, we'll wrap up for this week. But thanks very much for listening, and don't forget to check out the Star in 